Welcome, everybody. Welcome to our podcast. I am Nick. I'm Elise. <laughs> I'm Alex. What was that, Elise? I don't know. I'm so fucking tired. Yeah, me I'm too. I'm so fucking tired. This has been a week, and it's only she Wednesday. And Shut the fuck up. It's been two weeks since our last recording, yes. and since then, we've done everything. Yeah, we've no, done... No, a lot of things have happened, yeah. which is nice. A lot of good things. Yeah. Mostly, um, I guess. Should yeah. we Should we start with our experiences at MarsCon? Yeah, let's talk about MarsCon. Yeah. Oh, um... So we did MarsCon this past weekend in Williamsburg, or two weekends ago, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> kind of Jesus. Okay. Uh, um, the world needs to stop for just a little bit. So uh, two weekends ago, we performed at MarsCon. We did um, a panel where we reviewed uh, Professor Indiana Jones's uh, request for tenure. Mm-hmm. We looked at some internet dating profiles. We read some fan fiction. Um, we did... Two other panels, um, one of which actually turned out pretty good. We were talking about um, walking journeys in fiction. Yeah, we got a shout out um, to make, don't we? Yeah. Alex? Yeah, we got a shout out to make. Yeah, the last panel that we were on was um, walking adventures in fiction. Um, it was really great. We got to do it with um, a author, H.J. Harding, mm-hmm. um, which was really cool. You can find her work on hjharding.com. Um, and her books are available on Amazon. Um, and they're pretty neat. Like, I don't know. She writes a lot of, of fantasy. Mm-hmm. I think she has, like, really interesting insight. She offered a lot of really interesting insight yeah. on, the, um, on the panel. And um, I liked her explanation for why she's using, why she's not using horses right. in her newest piece of fiction, yeah. which is, like, she's like, I know too many horse people. Yeah, don't They're just going to nitpick. Yeah. So they just ride lizards. And yeah. I was like... Yeah, She's that's right. right, girl. Like, I don't know. I just, she was very fun. I, she was very lovely to do a panel with. Like, mm. please check out her books. Yes. Um, they're really cool. Yep. So, and there's only one other person in that panel. So, we just made it into like a little conversation. Yeah. It was, it was nice. It was loose. Um, it was funny that we did that one like immediately after our like political one. Uh huh. And we were all yeah. kind of dressed up for our political. <laughs> I'm looking yes. at Elise right now. Like, yes, I was very dressed yeah, up that Nick, day. I was oh very God. dressed up. You were very dressed up. I mean, but Elise look, was looking at me when she said that. I mean, you had right. you had your punk, your That's anarcho true. That's punk, true. yeah, yeah, jacket. jacket. I had my Soviet beret. And yeah. what were you dressed up? Did you have your Bernie like? No, I wore. Um, I don't have a Bernie hoodie. I, I have a shirt that says uh, Trample the Patriarchy. Oh, oh yeah. And so that's right. what I was wearing. Because um, I feel like that's very like indicative yeah. of. <laughs> which which yeah. was a great panel for the four people. The three, four people who like. Three of which who were over 40, it seems. Yeah. And did not understand really understand the point of the panel. were talking about. Because they were like, why aren't you talking about the Ferengi? And it's like, like, the Ferengi can... never participated yeah. in a revolution. We did. I mean, we talked about yeah. it at the end. It's like, oh, we can talk about Star Trek. And so we started talking about like Bajorans and, uh, and Cardassians and stuff mm-hmm. um i don't know i i i enjoyed that panel that was not the audience that we thought we were going it to get when we pitched that we panel. planned for um but it was also we didn't schedule it and it was 10 a.m on a sunday <laughs> like literally everybody else so this is like a everyone really... else was very hungover from what we yeah. saw or the they'd before. already gone home yeah i didn't realize like MarsCon was like like i don't know there are different flavors of conventions mm-hmm. and this one is definitely like a party convention yeah like people, people go there to like cut loose and have a good time, which is awesome, which is which is really cool. But I was definitely one of those things where I was like not expecting it. Mm. And then um, yeah, so then Sunday morning, like don't have a panel Sunday morning. And I remember being in the green room and kind of like all of the panelists and like all of the guests are in the same 
sort of boat where they're yeah. sort of like bleary eyed. They're like, what time is it? Yeah. I said I was going to work with what at 10 in the morning? <laughs> like, like one of the, like the leather guy yeah, was yeah. like, oh, and they Jesus. were, they were those, the leather guy and the, the girl who was with them, like the, they were at the, uh, they were at the same party as we were the I night know, before. Right? So we know what they were up to. Oh God. No names. Redact yeah. all the names. Well, we, we don't know their, their names. We don't so know it's their fine. names, but um, they're they're very cool. They're very cool people. If you're listening, leather dude, rock on, man. You're you're a solid mm-hmm. guy. But I think yeah. So so that panel didn't didn't go the greatest. But we we had fun. We had fun. Yeah. yeah let's talk about the other calling yeah. out calling out horseshoe theory guy. Yeah, uh, you yeah. had fun with that. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's right. There was a horseshoe theory. Yeah. Do we need to explain horseshoe theory to our audience? I think audience? we talked about horseshoe theory in the past, but yeah, my, it's a lie. It's, that's what it you basically it's right the now. thing that that uh, the belief that uh, so the far left and the far right are basically the same thing. These things are not the same. Um, so, like, if you okay, so here's the explanation, right? I think like Philosophy Tube did a beautiful explanation as to why that's not true, but here's the like Elise explanation as to why it's not true. Like, um, if you are, listen, if you run into like a far left extremist and you're a billionaire and one day you stop being a billionaire, we may, we might not guillotine you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like if you willingly stop being a billionaire, we won't guillotine you. We won't be your best friend, but we won't like kill you. And like the alt, right? Like there's nothing you can do to make them not want to kill you. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like that's you know that's the difference. And so I, I feel like if people are like, oh, they're the same. And it's like you're either significantly overestimating the bloodlust of the far left, mm-hmm. or significantly underestimating the bloodlust of the far right. That's mm-hmm. correct. So that's that's our problem with horseshoe theory. Yeah. But we did have other panels. We did have we did other panels. I over a lot better. I really enjoyed uh, the panel that Elise and I were on where we got to talk about Doctor Who. That was a lot that, of fun. That was with another person. Uh, yeah. Sean Gleason. Yes. Sean Gleason. Yeah. So if you're Dean Marscon, you're probably familiar with his stuff. Yeah. Um, so that, that was fun. Um, we got into some like arguments. But they were fun arguments. We, so it was the top yeah. 10 companions of Doctor right. Who. Oh, for that panel. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Nick and I made our list independently. Right. And then, and it was so funny because it was like, it was very much like how people approach schoolwork, mm. right? So like, like Sean apparently had already started writing his list like, like as last soon, year. As soon <laughs> as MarsCon Mars was over, he was like, last like MarsCon 2019, which we also participated in. He was like, he apparently already knew he wanted to pitch this panel, already knew his list, like had already started doing the, the groundwork. Um, Nick did it like a few days, before. a few days before, but like really put a lot of thought into it. I am doing it the morning of. Yep. Like 30 minutes before, I'm trying not to, like, I'm trying to pretend like I did my homework. And I wrote down very quickly, like, just my gut instincts mm-hmm. about what were my favorite, who were my favorite. And companions. my response is, wait, there was homework? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So clearly it ran the gamut. Yeah, you, you weren't involved, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I also enjoyed how, like, the, the way that our, pa- like, we kind of like overlapped in some ways and in other ways we varied very like there we wildly different wildly. answers. Wait, he had like, like mentioned num- number three, Frobisher. Like <laughs> yeah. fuck everybody. Well he had I had one I had K9 <clears throat> written down mm-hmm. and then we started talking and Sean was like, Oh, I don't like Dodo from the second doctor's season. And I was like, I love that bitch. And so I crossed off K9 and wrote Dodo and I was like 
And I gave my impassioned defense of Dodo's but honor. But canine's the goodest boy. No, though. fuck him. Fuck him. Dodo <laughs> all the way. It's okay. Yeah. I don't know. I had I had fun with that panel. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had to I had to explain who a lot of my people were because I picked some who were only from the audio Nerd. adventures. I love the audio adventures. The audio, honestly, the audio adventures are the best th- that Doctor Who has ever been, in my opinion. Like, wow, that yes. is a that is a throne gauntlet. It it is, and I I shots fired. <laughs> I I don't care because <laughs> because look. Here's the reason why. It's because six and seven are two of the best doctors ever, and they totally got shafted. And so it allows for them to actually have like stories that are worthy of those actors. Mm. Um, when, That's fair. Yeah. Like, and to be fair, like that is not what Nick is saying is not in no way the writer's fault of Doctor No, absolutely. As somebody not. who's like knows people that wrote on those seasons. Yeah. Um, it's no way in their it's, fault. It's purely it's the showrunner. Like BBC. Yeah. It wasn't even really the showrunner. No, it was it's the like... showrunner because the showrunner didn't want to be a part of Doctor Who. And so he he consciously tried to kill the show during the Sixth Doctor's run. Oh, you're talking about the Sixth. I thought you were talking about the Seventh. And I'm like, we're friends with the person that ran the Seventh. I know, the Seventh. I'm run. sorry. Like, please stop talking. The Sixth. Okay. Stop talking shit about my let friends, me, Nicholas. Let me, let me make it. Let me clarify my statements. The Sixth Doctor got shafted because the guy who was running the show during the Sixth Doctor's run um, wa- actively wanted to end the show. Yeah. The Seventh Doctor got shafted because the previous guy actively wanted to end the show. And, and the, so ratings were dropping. And the Even, Seventh guy was like scrambling and like, please, please, like, can we keep right, the ship afloat? Right. Um, and, he's and, a very sweet man. And by the, the, seventh, way. the Seventh Doctor, the Seventh Doctor does have great stories. Yeah. Like in the TV show. It's just yeah. that his, like, it basically. It ends in the middle of a thought, essentially. Yeah. But there <laughs> like, was like there was like no budget and nobody right. in the BBC was really pushing for Doctor Who at that point. But like, no, some of my all time favorite Doctor Who episodes are Seventh Doctor. Yeah. Um uh Psychic Circus, mm-hmm. uh Survival is fucking mm-hmm. great. Um Oh god, I can't remember what it's called now, but it's the the, the one where the one with the Daleks and the the hand and the Ace beating the Dalek with the with the, the baseball, baseball bat. bat. I can't remember which episode that is, but um, I beat that bitch with the bat. <laughs> I beat that. Bitch. I can't fix America, Kimmy. <laughs> can't fix Doctor Who either, apparently. Um, uh, but yeah. Oh my oh, god. god, that was the the, the last night when uh, Elise got home from from watching uh, Doctor Who with her friends. And she was like, oh, my God, I need to spoil something about Doctor Who for you. And I said, like, two things that I had read on the internet. Ah! And she was like, oh, I guess you just spoiled it for me. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm, like, an episode behind on the new season. Because I was assuming. Because there was, like, two things that were all, that were all over the internet. Everybody posted. About- and now I know. I know yeah. what the two things are. And we can get into spoiler territory. I don't know. Do you give a shit? No. They're not, okay. like, I don't know. They aren't, like, huge spoilers. So, but they're, like. Jack Harkness is back and there's yeah, some crazy alternate timeline where there's now a black woman who's also the doctor, but from a different timeline. I don't know. I'm excited to see how it plays out. I forget what I was trying to spoil for you. Oh, cause you got like those two other things. I'm like, well, that's way cooler. Yeah. Than yeah. I got. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. I'm really excited about the new master. Oh, but it kind I think of it was that the me. master was back. I'm pretty sure that's the master was. is back. Oh, but the thing that really bothered me, and this is something. Oh my god, this. Uh, okay, so just real quick, this is something that we're t- totally off topic, and I apologize. 
Um, but speaking of Doctor Who, something that really bothers me about the second episode. So the master comes back, spoiler, and he wants 13, who's a woman, in case you didn't know. That's like spoiler alert from like two, three years ago. <laughs> um, so 13 is a woman and the master asked her to get on her, her knees and to call him master in front of him and has her do that three times. And I'm like, did like that we need more women writers. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like that is, If you like only a man would write that and be like, yeah, this is okay. This isn't like weird or sexual at all. Like it was, or or the so... guy's like, yeah, this is weird and sexy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Other way, or he's like, oh, it's like I got, oh, I wrote a fan oh, fiction back is... in the day about mm-hmm. the master and the like. Doctor. But what if the doctor was a woman and she had to suck the master's dick? I'm, anyway, I'm pretty um, sure that was a Stephen Moffat story. God, Jesus, shut up, shut up. I'm I only slightly joking. Expected more from Chris Chibnall, and I saw that, and I was like, really, like this is. As the people on the woke Twitter would say, it's problematic. <laughs> problematic. Uh, so. No, but you remember there was that Stephen in the during the Wasteland years. There was the oh, um, God. there was no. the com- uh, comedy aid. What was that? Um, the comedy charity in the UK. Oh, comic relief. Comic relief. Thank you. Yeah, there was the comic relief skit that oh. that. Uh, that uh, Stephen Moffat wrote, Curse of Fatal Death. Have you ever seen that? Uh, no, and I don't want to. I it's, think I've seen Is it weirdly it. sexual? Well, okay, so it, it starts off with um, with Rowan Atkinson as the doctor. I, I could get behind right. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the joke of the skit is that the doctor keeps dying and regenerating. And uh-huh. at the end of the skit, he regenerates into like this beautiful woman. And the master's there. And the master's <sighs> like... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i'm so upset yep oh my god i hate steven <laughs> and you know what i don't give a shit if you fucking heard that uh i don't even if you're listening steven, yeah, we if hate you're you. listening come on i don't our, like you come on our show come steven. on our shitty show, podcast come on our shitty coward podcast and defend yourself <laughs> defend <coward>. yourself <laughs> gauntlet's been thrown shots fired pew pew Stephen Moffat, you suck. I'm on our show, audience of 30, you and us. (laughs) We'll just, we'll just badmouth Stephen Moffat. Actually, that's a good idea. Why don't we, yeah, we'll just keep badmouthing Stephen Moffat until he gets our podcast shut down. He has that new uh, Dracula show on. We can watch that and make fun of that. We we were going to. Seriously though, does this guy do anything besides 19th century literature reboots? Like, what's next? Is he going to give us, like, the sexy little women? You know, it's about time we had a sexy little women, honestly. (laughs) Okay. America's ready. (laughs) The world is ready. I mean, I mean, it's better. Okay. It's better than him adapting uh, uh, the other famous uh, work of Bram Stoker, The Gambine Man. <laughs> oh, Lord. No, but like he, so he did Sherlock. He's now done Dracula. Yeah. He did. Um, he did Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Oh God, yeah, he did. Do like that that's one. like this is his thing. Like this is what he does. Yeah. Is he just takes shit from the 19th century and like. But but, but like a very it specific. Was, it's a, it's a very Dick specific miniseries where know, right? like Ahab and the uh, and and Moby Dick like almost kiss every episode. Yeah yeah yeah. 
Now, is the whale anthropomorphized? Oh, yeah, yeah. What, is is the whale The whale is like a beautiful white woman. It looks... No, no, no. The, the whale... Here's the thing. The whale is going to look like, like Pearl from Spongebob. <laughs> only it's a dude and just rippling abs. No, Stephen Moffat doesn't do homopho- no, homosexuality. He do- no, he doesn't. He does queer baiting. Oh, my God. You're right. That's why they oh almost kiss in every, every episode, episode, but then but they, they don't. don't. No, I agree. <laughs> Just we concur. I agree. They, he doesn't do homosexuality, but the people who he's gonna do, do like a really like sexually charged secret garden that's just <laughs> full of lesbians. <laughs> but like they're all straight women that are just like, oh, you're my dearest friend, <laughs> and they like lean into one another, and I was like, no homo, because uh, that's what Stephen Moffat does. Yeah, exactly. So listen, don't be mad at me, girl. Like be <laughs> mad at Stephen Moffat. Be, be mad at the world. <laughs> Do I'm, not bite your thumb at me. Like, I'm just thinking about Secret Garden now. <laughs> and here's our dearest secret in this garden. And they're like holding up roses near their vulvas. <laughs> <laughs> you and you Muffet, you can have that one for free. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like that's... That's too much even for him. <laughs> no, 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 no. It, it would uh, do that. Like, it would do that. Line. But it would keep all the racist shit in India. Mm-hmm. Like, it would play that straight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah. you're yes. right. Yes. I th- okay. Oh, because he's also a racist. <laughs> I forgot about that. Can we, de- can we defend that one? Because oh, I don't remember that God. shit. What, Secret Garden? No, I remember I there was a garden no, no, in I, secret. Obviously, Secret Garden is racist. It's a 19th century British story. Um, but I meant uh, the uh, the Stephen Moffat racist thing. Can oh, we can back we... that one up? Because the sexist one, I can think of many examples. I'm trying to think of examples of racism. I don't know. Um, what are examples of racism in Stephen Moffat? No, see, man, I've been drinking my Manhattan. and like. <laughs> That's fair. I don't know. I just want to throw it out there. I just okay. don't like it. Fair enough. All right. Um, All right. We, we, let's go back to MarsCon for a minute. Let's go back to Oh, Mars yeah, we were Sky. talking about Because we also did a panel oh, about... Um... That was a really long tangent. I apologize. <laughs> That's all right. That's fun. Involved. It's good. It's all fun. Um, we're, this, this is a podcast of fun, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but we also did a panel on um, dating profiles. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mentioned it briefly. We but mentioned it at the beginning. Yeah. It but. didn't. It 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 took some time, I think, for people to warm up to it. But yeah, eventually... and then by the time that people would warm up, we were like halfway through our material, and then yeah. we we're like, oh crap, yeah, we needed to come. <laughs> we up had like more. twenty minutes to fill. We we're like, oh, it took an hour to write. I thought it took an hour to read. But like, I honestly thought there was going to be more talk and more chatter, and so I was like, no, we're good. We can just write ten. And now I'm 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 sorry. Yeah, you're fine. Sorry to everyone that it's involved with We're that. Good. It's all good. It's all but good. let's talk about and our. I, I did like. I did um, like. Sorry. Uh, no, go for I it. I did like our you're friend. Uh, I don't know if I should say, our, our friend's suggestion that she would write it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. Our yeah. friend said that she would write us some dating profiles, and so maybe we'll bring that one back. Maybe we'll bring that one back, <laughs> revamped for next year. Apparently, like, I don't know why. Apparently, Marscon likes us. It's because we we ha- can make content that is interesting and like is we, it? We ask for very little. <laughs> we do ask for very little. It's like we'll we'll take one of the K cups if it's not too much trouble. <laughs> that is actually I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> because I'm sorry. Can I can 
I come into the green room? I just, I just need a little bit of well, hot water. For, oh, for wait. you and I, we've worked too many cons, and it's like, oh wait, we can go into the green room. We're the guests now. Look at me. I'm the guest now. Get they the had, fuck out of here, Peter Capaldi. Gluten-free <laughs> bread. They yes, was. they did give you gluten-free bread. Was that was wonderful. exciting. Mm. Little, little, little wonderful oh. crumbs. Um, but I think, I think by far and large, our best panel. Bar, by far, yes. As always. As always. Give so, the people what they want. Late night fan fiction reading. Um, we, I think we broke some minds. Um, we, broke, we broke some hearts. Like, we broke some, some hearts. Heart. People were crying. People I was crying. I was <laughs> crying. Trying to read that. People came up to us after the panel and were like, I can't look at SpongeBob yeah, the same way. Yeah. There was one part Thank during that Thank you for SpongeBob. ruining my childhood. There was one part during that SpongeBob story where I was laughing so hard that I could barely breathe. Oh my and, God. And Elise turns to me and he goes, did you not read these stories ahead of time? And I just... I just couldn't do anything but shake my head. <laughs> I was ill prepared for that story. Yeah. I like oh glanced through all the other ones uh-huh. and I'm like, oh yeah, SpongeBob sex story. We've we've done we've one done of those, those. before. Uh-huh. I'm prepared uh-huh. for that. I was uh-huh. not we were not prepared for it, and I was the flipping narrator. Uh, you picked it out. I, I don't know did. what to tell so you. So I, I read did. for SpongeBob. I didn't do the great the greatest voice, but I could do the, the laugh. The laugh was great. Um, then you timed you- it <laughs> perfectly. Woo! Oh god. Hallelujah. I don't know. Um, Nick did Squidward. Alex is the narrator. Um, I wrote a fan fiction. Yes. yes. <laughs> which, if you yes. want, which which is called uh, Palpatine's New, New Groove. Groove. If you want to check it out for yourself, it's on fanfiction. oh no, it is on fanfiction. Under some nerds have a podcast. So far, someone's favorited it. Two people. <laughs> two people. Two people have favorited it. It's got two hundred watt no. reads. Yeah. We need to most, put that shit on Tumblr. Then it those, would get really passed Most around. of those people did not uh, did not favorite it because most of them did not live till the end. <laughs> <laughs> So like a lot of people read like, it, but like look, nobody. Could a lot of it. a lot of people died. <laughs> many boffins died trying to read this fan fiction. Oh damn it! I should have added that. Put put that joke into our uh, oh, panel. I thought God. about it ahead of time and I forgot. We should have added the phrase "unlimited power." Unlimited power. <laughs> or um, oh, no, God. I still maintain that the funniest uh, Palpatine line for sex would be. You want this, don't you? <laughs> uh, so, Palpatine's new groove. Pal- okay, AKA spoilers. Palpatine, the Palpatine fucks. Palpatine fucks. Thank you, Lindsay Ellis. I feel like we need to tweet it out and, and be like, yo. Tweet it at Lindsay. Please. I thought you Lindsay. I know I haven't done it yet. Do it. I'm too embarrassed. Do it now. I, okay, I'll do it you after have we wrap. You have the not- anonymity of being I know. a podcast. Okay, I will, I will tweet at Lindsay Ellis and be like, hey. Listen, I hope you're okay, but I wrote a fan fiction based off of because she was really the one that like kind of brought Palpatine fucks into the popular. I, she brought it into the zeitgeist, but we yeah. were definitely talking about some real Palpatine dog. Christmas Day, yep. Christmas Day after we watched. So spoilers, obviously, for Rise of Skywalker. We talked about this two weeks ago. I know. It's too late. Like, f- like, like. If you haven't seen this, I don't know how you're living your life. But um, so we we Christmas Day, we're in the car on the ride home, oh, and we're just oh, like not even on the ride home. We were walking through the, through parking, the parking lot, lot talking yeah, about like, some shriveled <laughs> Palpatine dog. Because it was like, how does this work? And it's like, if you do the math. It is after he gets face melted by Mace Windu. There's no other way. Yep. It is abs- It firmly happens. Post face melting. After face melting, 
That is when he gets his shriveled dick into some poor woman. Anyway, it's disgusting. So we wrote a fan fiction. I say we. This, I you wrote, wrote the fan fiction. I, like, I couldn't find anything that I liked. I was like, I need to have a Palpatine Nobody had box. written it. Nobody so had, we had, we to, had to write it. No, if God did yeah. not exist, we <laughs> I was just about to say that. <laughs> and, and honestly, if Palpatine least, erotica did not exist. <laughs> it would be necessary. Honestly, for to compared him. to compared to a lot of fan fiction, thank you. It is actually, it's actually pretty tame. Yeah, like there is actually oh, no sex in that fan fiction. I know. I very tastefully cut away. You do. Um, they like fade into the background, like. The, the camera lens goes blurry and it pans over to a beautiful night tasteful. scene of... Thank you. That's what I was going for when I was writing Palpatine fucks. <laughs> we, need, we need the X-rated director's oh, cut. I, I had oh, I will. I will. <laughs> we will type that one out and if we ever get our act together... Just chapter two. That yeah, one will yeah. be available. Yeah. Well, it'd be, it'd be like like uh, Palpatine just describing it to Ray. <laughs> so I, I had her like in one of these... <laughs> And it was one of these. Uh, this, so, this one's good. So something about fanfiction.net that when I published this, I discovered oh was that you're not allowed to use profanities in like the description or the name. Interesting. So, so I had to, you know what? Boo. So I had to cut the subtitle, which is Palpatine oh, no. Fox. So it's just Palpatine's new groove. Uh, which I th- I'm, maybe some people are disappointed that it wasn't actually uh, Rise of Skywalker Emperor's New Groove crossover. Uh, uh, but... Did we get downvoted? Were people like, you know what? Unlike <laughs> no one has, no one has meant. I was expecting Kronk in this. Uh, <laughs> no very one, disappointed. No one has put anything in reviews or anything. <laughs> Two like out of ten that. needs more lines. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, like like the description can't sh- have any profanities in it. So I had to like. I like with fanfiction.net as like upholding the the this like code of honor mm-hmm. and be like, like listen you can write up much as you want about Picard and Elron taking the train to Bone Town. <laughs> that but was a beautiful story. Dareth, yes, but how dareth you mention the word fucking a title? Um, because- My virgin ears. Because you know you have to like rate it for an audience, yeah, so it's no, like you fair. put it at M, of course, and then if the kids have haven't aren't smart enough to say that their birth date is you know yeah, old enough, yeah. then they won't be able to see it. Listen, <laughs> can we talk really quickly though? So mm-hmm. honorable, we went over this in the the panel that we did. Honorable mentions was there was a there is an Elrond Picard Captain Picard fan fiction slash fic that is tender. It's like really beautifully written. They have a very sweet Mm -hmm. connection. It's like very like there was no like I was hard to find like a chapter because I was like I don't want to make fun of this. This is nice. I mean so so was the the, uh, Snake and Otacon one. Yeah the Snake and Otacon one. I will find a Snake and Otacon one that's funny. (laughs) Write one. Um, Coward. You coward. I did it. You have to do it now. Um but I, I was, I, I made a boo boo. Oh, so I, I messed up the formatting on the printing of some of them. Yeah, so yeah it's fine. Some of them had to. We be ran out of time. We ran out of time. It didn't out. really matter. That uh, the Palpatine fucks one took a long time to read. It did mostly because we were like, we couldn't get through it. No, the, the that was the SpongeBob one. Oh we my were, god, the SpongeBob one I, we kept it, stopping. It, it took a lot longer for the Palpatine fucks one mm-hmm. because I was vamping. Yeah, <laughs> like, the, I uh, was, I was milking all of my lines. <laughs> uh, I, I think, I think Ribbon is pregnant though went over better than I think the two of you thought it would. Yeah. That no, one, you were that right. Was you were good. right. That one did I, that well. I, I feel like it was just because you 
like just used all of the spelling errors of in course. the way that you wrote it. Like that was that was pretty good. Um, I will say John going, Freeman, Gordon Freeman's going, brother. Going back very briefly, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I will also say I would love <laughs> to see um, like Star Wars prequel fanfics. That's just the prequel trilogy, but um, but uh, Senator so- Palpatine is replaced with Cusco. <laughs> <laughs> Can can someone get on that for me, please? Listen. Wait, I think we know a friend who could help us with the Kuzco type, part. Type, type. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, our other friend's husband. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that was MarsCon. That was MarsCon. It was Mars a lot Con. of fun. Um, thank one... you guys for inviting us back. We really appreciate it. We had a great time. Oh, we didn't um, talk about the Indiana Jones one, but briefly. We yeah yeah that one went over probably that went over... second only to the yeah. fan fiction one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which we knew fan fiction was gonna kill. So. Mm-hmm. And and we put it up to a vote at the end, like we did all of our presentations. Yeah, listen, like, who are the bitches that were voting to keep him ten years? Half of the like, audience. Half right. the audience was like, "Oh no, we should keep him." And I was like, "Not happening. No, <laughs> he's going out on his ear." Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, um, that one I love that concept just because we took uh, a posting, a job posting for an actual community college, mm-hmm. and just kind of like went through and we're like, mm, "Is he making this? Is he going to convocation?" Is he supporting a diverse student body? <laughs> is he helping he's, first time? He's supporting <laughs> he... some diverse student bodies. Uh, hey. That's, that's gross. like the fifth and time I've made that joke, and I don't care. <laughs> um, yes. So anyway, so that was MarsCon. That was MarsCon. Thank yeah. you for having us. We'd love to come back. We really enjoyed it. Apparently, we might get two hours for fan fiction next year. If, if that person is to be believed. Yeah. yeah. We'll we'll find some stuff. We'll, we'll find we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll write some more. Yep. We we may need to create more. Yeah. And you may hear more from us in the future. Yeah. About that. Who knows? So. We'll see. The future is uncertain. Um. But yeah. So what else have we done? It's been two oh, weeks. Shit. Um. Well. We've watched so much stuff. So much stuff. Almost. All of season two of Chilling Adventures of Serena so and most of season three. We watched, yeah. Well, I think we talked about the end of season two last time, didn't we? Yeah. Well, and that was because it was just you and I last time. Oh, And yeah. so I don't think you were oh, there yeah, for so that we conversation. Yeah. So yeah, there, season three is out. We've watched almost all of it. Um, I can't decide if the show is good or not. This is like... I know, right? <laughs> I feel like this is going to be a running theme this week, actually, <laughs> in terms of some of the things we, things we watch. It's like... Is this good? Is it still good or is it not? I can't tell. Um, I still have to watch it. Yeah, you need to catch up, and when you catch up, we'll we'll go into a deep dive with it. Um, but that's kind of where I'm at with it. It's like there's stuff that's happening, and there's stuff that I'm like, oh, that's a cool idea, and then something happens, and I'm like, Sabrina's a really dumb character sometimes. Oh my god, she's so stupid. Like she's just. Oh my. What god. is she like a teenager? I know. No, I mean it's not even that. It's it's like. I feel like she's dumber in season three than she is in season one. Like season one, it's like she's putting stuff together. Right. She's being investigative. She's she's doing well. And season three, it's like, I can't have any open lines of communication with anybody that I love. That would be dumb. And it's what? Like there's so many things. There's so many times that I like remember just yelling at the screen. Like you could just tell somebody. Yeah. You could just tell an adult. Mm-hmm. Like, why don't you just say something? And I think the big problem that I have with it is there's... There, at the end of season two, when you get to the end of season two, mm-hmm. there's, like, a big thing that happens. Like, 
And it's like, oh, shit. So I guess season three is get them going to be dealing with the blowback from this. Yeah. Nope. nope. <laughs> they they completely solve the big thing that happens at the end of season two in, like, the first two episodes. Um, <sighs> and then it, sets, it does set up more problems, but it's like, we basically then have three big story arcs happening simultaneously. Sabrina is central to all of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's just like... And it, it, they, they address it kind of in the show, which is like, is it good? Like, do they recognize that they're doing this? But it's like, she's being pulled from A plot to B plot to C plot. And like, when she's in C plot, the people at A plot are pissed off because they're like, Sabrina, you are supposed to go do this. And she's like, I know, but I'm helping C plot right now. (laughs) And it's literally, like Elise said, like a lot of these problems could just be solved by picking up a phone and calling somebody. Mm. Like, hey, I'm going to be coming home late. Um, Can you pick me up from hell so I can like... That's literally what it is. It's right. like she needs to call her guardian, like tell an adult where you are. Like these are very basic. If there's any children that are listening to our podcast, tell adults where yeah. you are. There shouldn't be children listening Ask, to this no, podcast. No, should not. <laughs> Fuck that. But like, listen, like, you know, tell an adult where you're going to be. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be late coming home from hell. Let somebody know. And like And the other thing is like all of these plots are like major world ending crises. Yeah. yeah. And so it's not like the stakes are it has the opposite problem of glee. Yeah, where it's like the stakes are just so high all the time that nothing seems important anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um and and yeah, you're like, whatever. Like, yeah, you know what? Just it. destroy the world. Figure like, it out. who cares? Oh, the balance of the cosmos is off. Who cares? Enslave It'll sort itself hu- out by the end of the season. Enslave humanity. Like, but who will she go shit? out with to prom? I no, know. that's the stupid <laughs> thing is because they're not doing, like, they're, they're, ah. they're not doing even doing that. Like that. No, no, no. Those, those get, like, those kind of lines, like, who will she take to prom? Oh, get, it's this like, guy. Done. Snip, snip. <laughs> that's gone. And, Snippity okay. snip. Like, that whole plot thread. Um, Let's see. How can I balance cheerleading as well as my duties as a satanic witch? And it's like, nope, swip, snip, snip. Yep. Snip, snip. Like, like literally just whole, like they don't even fall into like the Buffy trap of like, I just want to have a normal teenage life. She's just like, nope, this is my life. Yeah. I'm a satanic witch. Like, oh, well, like <laughs> balancing homework. I'm just using magic to but cheat. I, I don't <laughs> want to say that it's bad though. Like, that's but it's the, not bad. That's like, I don't know. That's... I don't know. That's what he's really struggling with. One thing I will say, Mm -hmm. one thing I am bringing out the hand gestures, even though this is a podcast. Do it. Um, They, so I firmly believe that the writing staff sold their souls to the devil to write this show. And in return, the devil asked that they put in like. Musical numbers. Musical numbers. (laughs) At least once. Per like, every other episode. I feel like in, in season three, it's like every episode. Yeah, they now. like, they break a seal in season two. They have like one number, one musical number, and it's like the seal's and it, broken. And it makes sense. Pandora's box is open. In the context yes. of what is happening in season two. It makes sense. It musical, is earned. It yeah, is it's earned. very much earned. And then in season three, they're just like, fuck it, musical number every episode. Why not? It's like they <laughs> Sabrina's went, the musical now. Done. <laughs> like, what? It's like they went to Satan and they were like, dear Lord Satan. We would really, we would very much like to, uh, 
use your image and have a musical <clears throat> number. And he was like, yes. And he's like, yeah, we've got focus yeah. groups that say that musicals no. would be very No, effective. no, it's not that. I, it, it's very clear that uh, that musical theater is the devil's work. <laughs> like, so yes. So I think that's the reason why. And then they were like, in return, maybe we get an Emmy. And he's like, <laughs> you already signed the contract. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, you can finish the season. You can use my image. And in return, all the musical theater. Um, but that's, so that's one thing that we've been watching that I can't decide if it's good. The other thing that we just started watching that I can't decide is if it's good is Picard. Yeah. Oh, just real quick. I do appreciate, uh, all the bisexuality that is in, um, Sabrina. Yeah. yeah. Apparently just everybody except for Sabrina is a bisexual <laughs> and the mortals. I guess all the mortals are straight. Except for, uh, except for, um, Theo. Theo. So, like, all the mortals are straight except for Theo, and all the witches except for Sabrina are bisexual. Like, it's very much in canon. Like, everybody's fucking everybody. And I'm like, you know what? This is a bad bisexual stereotype, but I'm so thirsty for any sort of representation <laughs> that I'm going to allow it. <laughs> I feel like they mostly put that in there to um, put uh, the cousin in with what's her name with prudence prudence yeah. no but it's like nick scratch is also yeah but bisexual. then they, like once they did that they were like the eh. weird sisters are canonically bisexual are like they? yeah i don't remember that everybody everybody okay everybody's bisexual <laughs> everybody take off your clothes anyway that is yeah um but okay. yeah picard we watched the picard, first episode yeah, of picard. So picard. picard it's good it's good probably it's probably good what is it about um so spoilers for the first episode suppose i don't know if that really counts as spoilers yeah the first episode should be the the premise right exactly so what's happened so um it is set did you ever did you watch the um jj abrams 2009 star trek uh the first one yes okay so you know how that movie is set up like there's an alternate timeline that happens when spot goes back to the yep. past yeah, yeah, yeah. to try to stop the uh, uh, Romulan sun from going supernova. Yes. Okay. So this is set after the Romulan sun goes supernova. Okay. So Picard is an admiral when that happens. And he's like, we need to help the Romulans. Like there's going to be millions of refugees who have no place to live. Mm-hmm. And so he um, like, like sends a fleet to go rescue people. And on the way back, like basically Starfleet kind of like changes their mind. And there's this attack of, androids i guess they they call them synthetics attacking something on mars um and it kind of fucks the whole thing up and picard quits starfleet because like they're not really being humanitarian anymore they're being more of a military organization so quits and it's like the anniversary it starts off with the anniversary of that attack and he's being interviewed on the news and this young woman who has been attacked in her apartment by these masked thugs sees him and is like oh Suddenly something tricks trips in her brain and she's like, this person can help me. And so she goes to Picard's vineyard mm-hmm. uh, where he's retired and he has some, uh, he has some Romulans working there for him, which is kind of a nice touch. Mm-hmm. Um, like, cause he's like taken in some of the refugees to like, you know, help him like basically look after his household mm-hmm. in exchange for a place to live. Um, and it seems like she's data's daughter question mark. Um, yeah. It's a is little... it the same actor? No. No. Uh, although Brent Spiner is in the series, but only in dream sequences, because, mm. spoiler alert, for the end of Star Trek Nemesis, a 15-year-old film at this point, uh, like 18-year-old film, something like that, um, 
that uh, Data is killed. At the end of that movie. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, he's destroyed. Um, but he sees him in dreams uh, periodically throughout the seri- uh, throughout the episode. Um, and it seems like this woman has, like, you know, is an android. Like, she's doing all these things that she shouldn't be able to do. She knows all this stuff that she shouldn't know. She just doesn't know that she's an android. It's kind of a Blade Runner sort of a story. Mm-hmm. Um, and then masked guards show up again. There's a big fight scene. Um, and at the end of it, she's seemingly killed. Um, and so Picard's like, what the hell is going on? Um... <clears throat> And we find out, so he goes to investigate and kind of is starting to piece stuff together. Um, but basically we, the audience discover at the end that there is a, that this woman had a sister, mm-hmm. um, who is on the wreckage of a Borg cube for some reason hmm. out near Romulan space, basically seemingly trying to piece Romulus back together. It's a little unclear what the fuck is happening on board that cube, but there's a lot of Romulans there, and she's there. And okay. that was, like, the end of the first episode. Hmm. Um, Sounds like a mystery. It, it does. And, uh, like, the the preview for it, it's like, there are some things in it that looks really kind of neat. Um, I like the idea because it's, you know, Picard's not in Starfleet anymore. But, so to go on this space adventure, he has to, like, find another ship. Mm-hmm. And so it's, he's basically going to wind up, it looks like, on this ship of, like, a like a freighter or something. Yeah. With, like, this weird, like, ragtag crew which is a very un-Star Trek thing. Um, so it would be interesting to see how it plays out. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, I feel like if it wasn't a series with an established character, everyone would be like, why is this Star Trek? Mm-hmm. But the fact that Picard is in it, and is still Picard, like, Patrick Stewart's fucking great in it. Um, but, I, 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 like I said, I can't tell if I like it or not, because it is very, I don't know. Maybe it's too early to it may, tell. It might be too early to tell. I think once I get rolling, because, like, the only established character who seems like... Like, the only character who seems like he is going to be throughout the rest of the series who was in this in any, like, real sense is Picard. Yeah. And I already know I like Picard, but it's, like, all the rest of the cast that I don't know if I like yet, and I haven't really met them yet. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, I don't know. I, I guess it's going to depend on that. Um... I'm a little worried about some of the humor that I saw in it. it. seemed like really out of place. Yeah. And like the character writing seems very out of place for a Star Trek series. But I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt and, and see how it works. Um, but yeah, that's that's Picard. What did you think, Elise? No, I agree with you. I think, yeah, I don't really know where I'm at with it. Um, I like that the dog's a pit bull. <laughs> um, so like... It's funny because there's like there's no in-universe reason for why he has a pit bull. Because uh, out- Patrick Stewart wanted a pit bull. Well, no, yeah, but did. that's like the out of universe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's the out of context. Uh, metatextual. The metatextual reason is like um, Patrick Stewart, like when he's in the States, rescues pit bulls and like fosters pit bulls. <laughs> and so when I guess they let him pick the dog. That was like his duty to get an executive producer credit. <laughs> it was like, well, you get to pick the dog, Patrick. And he used it to to increase the reputation of pit bulls. Yes. Who yeah, are absolute darlings. So, so that was that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I'm a little sad that the the daughter. Can I say the daughter got killed? Uh, off? We, she seemingly gets killed. That's she what seemingly gets killed off, and like. 
So I like, why the fuck though? Did they keep the Captain Picard day? I don't know. What? (laughs) Did we talk about this? No, we didn't. Okay. So you, at one point, Picard is like, well, I'll go to the library because he's fucking Hermione. Um, So he goes to the library. He goes to the archives at Starfleet Academy in San Francisco. Um, I do like how it's just like transporters, whatever you can, anybody can go anywhere in a day. Well, yeah. I mean, and and that's established in earlier. Like we see that in Deep Space Nine when they're on Earth, right? They go from San Francisco. They go, they go from San Francisco to New Orleans every night to have dinner. Yeah. It's the absolute of public transit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, space communism. So he, so anyway, so he goes from like his chateau in in France and he goes over to um, San Francisco and he's going through the archives. Um, so he ends up at his personal archive. Yes. Of like his personal effects from when he was in Starfleet. And it's very much one of those moments that like. like you see the thing. thing and- like the, the the door opens and the first thing you see is his model of the Stargazer from his ready room. And I'm like, oh, it's the Stargazer. Like, yeah, I-, I see the thing and I clap. I, I, like, I did. I was very excited say. to see the Stargazer. I'm like, oh, that's a thing that I know. But of all the stuff in that room. They had the Picard Day banner from that episode with Picard Day. <laughs> with the kids? Yes. <laughs> Not the one where they turn into children. No. No. But the other one. Yeah. I'm a role model. I'm a role model. <laughs> um, but yeah. Oh, Pat Stewart. Yeah. But yeah, they have that. Pat and it's, it's not even like they've got a Patrick, like a Captain Picard Day banner. And it's they, that They've got one. that one from that episode. <laughs> it's like, why would you keep that? Why would you keep that one? Was that the only time they made you a banner? Like, what the, what the did hell? They, did they have to pay like six grand on eBay to get it <laughs> back? They're, they're like, yeah. Right? They were like, oh my they God. They probably how much just you remade it from the, from the original series. It looks CGI like, though. It kind of does. It yeah. looks like it's a CGI banner. And I was like, really? You couldn't have like gotten a couple of kids to put a couple of handprints on a piece of paper? Like, really? Speaking of Oh, God. Yeah, because, you know, memes work so well in this very visual format of a podcast. Can I say what the the saddest thing about this episode was for me, though? Mm. Uh Is when when Picard goes to the replicator to make his his cup Uh. of Earl Grey tea. He asks for a decaf. Listen, when you get old, you can't handle your caffeine anymore. (laughs) One day that'll be you, baby. No. Your bald head and your decaf, your decaf uh, Earl Grey tea. Your decaffeinated Manhattan. I will will be drinking like high strength black coffee until the day that I drop dead from a heart attack. At 53. 53. Anyway. (laughs) With it in my hand. I will live in many dozen, dozens of years afterwards. Yep. Anyway. You see a skeleton on a beach and it's clutching a coffee mug in its hand. It's like, <laughs> like cold, dead hands. Um, I don't know. I, I'm looking forward to seeing where they go. But yeah, like there are some things where it's like, why is that in there? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, it's like, I like that data. my number one jet. I anyway. like the data's in there. I like seeing Brent Spiner playing data again, but it's like a dream data, really? Yeah. Like, it's weird. I don't know. Um, I love the... Um, I love that the dog is named number one. Yeah. I also love the comic that somebody did on Facebook of like why the dog is named number one. And it's just like, like Captain Picard brings it home from the shelter and it's like, what am I going to name you? And you just see like panel after panel of the dog humping different things. And it's like, I think I'll call you number one. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. 
Um, oh my no, god, that's gonna be our, our that should be our but, uh, that should be our fan fiction uh, for next year. But we know it's, from it's, that episode of of Next Generation where he's stuck in the turbo lift with the children that he always calls his first officer number one. So why didn't he just name it Riker in that case? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody just doesn't know the. Uh, they don't know the, the lore. lore, the deep lore. <laughs> they just know that Riker likes had to fuck his way off a planet. Riker once. did have to fuck his way off a planet at least once. <laughs> he will, <laughs> Jonathan Frakes. You're never gonna live that down. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm enjoying it. Uh, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. I'm looking forward to seeing the next episode, which I think is actually coming out tomorrow. I think it comes out on Thursdays. Yeah. So we will have to watch that. Um, yeah, so we'll watch that. We'll report back, and hopefully, I will also. I've seen, have caught up on Doctor Who by the time that wait, we. Everybody, shut up! I just realized. Sorry. And nobody was talking. No, because I... you just told two women to shut up. No. So how do you feel, cis male? I just, I just how realized. How do you feel? I, no, because we need to talk about My Hero Academia. I was gonna get to that next, because I was waiting for ah! you to slow down. <laughs> And, oh, and finish your thoughts. <laughs> this is why I'm like, oh wait, hold on, we forgot the most important thing. We Holy didn't shit. forget. We didn't forget. We, we just saved it, it for last. It's not last. It's, we got other stuff. We got other stuff. Oh god, oh, no, god. it's gonna be last because I'm falling asleep. Well, I'm <laughs> just kidding. Um, but yeah, Hiroaka. I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, you go to sleep. Hiroaka. Holy. Oh, holy sh- shit. Oh my god. <laughs> what was that? I I so we were in the middle of watching. I guess it was three episodes ago now. Mm-hmm. And it got to a point where I just kind of, my jaw hanging open, I just picked up my phone and texted Alex and was like, are you caught up on Hiroaka yet? She was like, no. And I'm like, you need to get caught up right now because I will have a mighty need to talk about this show next time we record. And so I did. I, I binged through it and I, I finished catching up in two days. Uh, and uh, it's it's a good season. It's a good arc. That's a really good arc. I think what it's do the you best. have to say? I think this is the best that the series has been. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Maybe ever. The uh, stakes are the stakes, the are, stakes high are high and clearly defined. Yes, and and I said it. I said it in the car the other night. That episode, and if you if you've been watching Hero Aka, you know exactly what I'm talking. about. Are you about. completely caught up? Can Absolutely. we just get yeah. into spoilers? Mm-hmm. Let's just get into spoilers. When when um. Uh, when Deku is fighting the head of the, the, the Yakuza clan. And they do one of my favorite things in anime. And mm-hmm. it's, it is, it happens in other medium too, but like it happens the best in anime, which is we're not giving the main character new powers, but the hero is figuring out something they can do with that power that has already been established that they couldn't do before. Mm-hmm. And they did it in the best possible way, which is you could only do that in these specific circumstances that are happening right now. So right now you can go balls to the wall crazy, but five minutes from now, Mm -hmm. won't be able to do it again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like that's great. Yeah. That's really strong writing for a show like that. Um, so I I don't know. I mean, do we really, do we want to spoil it for people who don't watch it? Cause like, like, there there might be people who might be interested in watching it after what we say who haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Um, and I feel like we can talk about how cool it is without going into spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it. I mean, <clears throat> there's also other parts of the season that we could talk about too. Like, uh, it it spends a lot of time focusing on on characters that we haven't really focused mm-hmm. on, like the backstory. Like, what's what's his name? The Red um, Riot. Red Riot. Um, yeah. Um, Kirishima. Yeah. Kirishima. But yeah, like like it spends an, a, a large amount of time on this character that for most of the previous season had been seen mostly as like Bakugo's only friend. Yeah. And it's like that's the only it's like that's it's his Bakugo's character. friend. Yeah. But it's like This is the guy no. who likes Bakugo. But no. He's the there's one gotta person. be one. <laughs> he's like, gotta have one friend. But yeah, but no, he's he's got like a backstory yeah. and he's got a like really a really good one. Yeah. And, and and you relate to him and you understand him and it's like Damn. Um, I think the thing that I appreciated most about this arc is that it clearly is like, this is the point where the manga was starting to get really popular. Mm-hmm. And so the creator was starting to see, all right, which of these background characters do people actually really love? Mm-hmm. And I'll just put them in this arc, I guess. Like, so mm-hmm. Froppy's there. Like she's what? underutilized though. But, yeah, yeah, she is underutilized, but mm-hmm. she's there. Yeah. Like most of the cast isn't even there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's clearly just, and I think it probably is, what can Froppy actually do in this situation? Yeah. Very little. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I love her, but her yeah. power set is not conducive to helping in what is happening right now. <laughs> um, which I think is, like, it, that's what makes it even more clear that she was just put in there because she was a fan favorite. Yeah. It's like, who's going to get the uh, the uh, work programs, the work-study programs? Uh Deku, obviously, he's the main character. Mm-hmm. Kirishima, okay, he's tough. Um, and he's kind of a cool character, and people want to get to know him a little bit better. Uraka, all right, cool. Really useful power. Makes sense. Love interest for the main character. It makes sense that she's there. Froppy. Froppy? She's so, she's so, she's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> what does she bring to the table? She's really cute. <laughs> she's, she's the best girl, and we love her. And that is the only reason why she's here. Yeah. Um, to be fair, she is really. She's best girl. super cute. I love her. She's, yeah, I she, mean, because like, really, it should be Momo. It should be Momo. Yeah, absolutely. Like, why would you not pick Momo? Like, Momo has way like is way more of a strategist. Yeah, she yeah. has a way more useful power, like a more utilitarian power. Yeah. She's also like head of the class in terms of grades. So yeah. if anyone's going to be chosen for a work study program, it's it, going. To it's going to be her. Like. Doesn't make any sense, but okay. <laughs> and then she shows up at the end. I'm like, oh yeah, Momo, where were you during yeah. all this? We really could have used your help. Uh, uh, but it's such a good arc. And like everyone gets great moments. Everyone gets great hero moments. Mm-hmm. Again, well, like with the exception of Froppy, who's just kind of there. Yeah. And Froppy. And Froppy. Like th- she's the mascot. Like we yeah. love her. Um, but with like Araka, like and, she and of the top three too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The top three all get their really cool moments. The the girl one is again like this was something. Yeah, yeah, this was something we were talking about. I think in the car is that this yeah. is one of the it's 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 starting to become very apparent that the female cast of Hero Academia is very underutilized. Yeah, like they're all really interesting characters, mm-hmm. and a lot of them have really good powers. Like again, Momo is like. Yeah. If she, if she were the main character, like she could easily be the main character of her own series. Yeah. Okay. Which really you could say about any of these characters, but she'd be a really good. With main the character. exception of the grape soda fuck, fuck him. He yeah. could. He could be like it wouldn't be a serious <laughs> series, but he could be a main character. Yeah. Like in like some like 
you know, pervy comedy? Absolutely. Like all of these, all of the characters could be a main character in their own series, mm. which I think is one of the things that I really love about it. Um, actually, the only one that I would say maybe not is the guy who just has a tail. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you, I forget, like half the time I forget that that character exists. <laughs> And then I see him in the background, like, oh, yeah, tail guy. <laughs> there, he's, he's there. Doing... The invisible girl really likes him. That's true. Yeah. But the invisible... she's in every scene. She's in every scene. <laughs> yeah. Can't oh. prove she's not. Um, but what was what was the point I was making? Oh, yeah. But she, yeah, she yeah. easily be the main character of her own series. But, like, what's the last thing she did? The last yeah. thing I remember her do, because I was thinking about it after she we talked about it the other day. She was super involved in the Let's Get Bakugo back arc. Yeah, she was. And that's, that's kind of right. it. Because like, then right. when she they go the get movie. there. She was She in was the in the movie. She was very useful in the movie. But um, as far as like arcs in the TV show, she was really super useful in Let's Get Bakugo get Bakugo back. Yeah. And then they went into the uh, hero licensing arc. And she was, like, right in at the tail end, and then it turned out that she got the highest score. Yeah. And that was it. Like, yeah, that was, that's that was right. Really oh, it. my God. And, I totally forgot about that. And, yeah, it's like, man, that really bums me. And, and to, a, to a certain extent, it is suffering from this, like, cast of thousands mm-hmm. um, kind of mentality. Because it's like you have so many characters in 1A, then you have all the characters in 1B. Then you have the other characters yeah, you have at the, the school. Heroes, you have the you've pro got, heroes. Like, you have the pro heroes. You have the teachers. Like there's a lot of people, and they're all very interesting. But it just kind of sucks that it's like the girls in Hero Aka are definitely very, getting the shaft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. With the exception of like Uraraka, but even then, it's just because she's, she's the, a love interest. She's like, a love that's interest. That's the main reason. Yeah. Um, and so. she's not. And, and as far as love interests go, like she could be written way worse. Oh yeah. Like. Like, but I mean, that's only because we have really such high standards for well, anime. I, well, that's true. But I mean, like, like think about it. Like, we know exactly what her motivation is to be a hero. Yeah. Like, we know what her backstory is. Like, like with with Kirishima, we got that fairly recently. But with like Uraka, we've had that from like the season first season. One. Um, and she and she's taken the time to expand herself outside of type. Like mm-hmm. she's yeah. She's like, I'm gonna learn Taekwondo or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, yeah how judo, to knife fight. Judo. Judo. Yeah. Judo and how to knife fight. I loved that was one of my favorite things in that fight was when she uses the gun, the uh the martial arts that she learned from her time with Gunhead yeah. to take that one guy out. I'm like, oh fuck yeah, that's right. She like knows how to fight. Like I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> um that yeah, that this whole arc has been great. And that one fight, like the fight with uh, with with Deku against the head of the the Yakuza, holy shit! Mm-hmm. It's so good. Yeah. Um, like Deku just gets to be fight boy, and I love when Deku gets to be fight boy. Um, it doesn't happen very often, no. which is one of the great things about the series is that like. You really get you, to like this. The fights are very earned. Yes. Well, they have to be. And like the limitations that, that they put on Deku's power make it so like if a fight is happening, it's meaningful. Like if Deku is going to throw a punch, a punch, that means a lot. Yeah. And so when you see him do like 10 huge punches, it's like, <gasps> <laughs> whereas like, you know, in another, in a lesser series or like, you know, I'm not even going to say lesser, but it's something like Dragon Ball Z. Like that fight would have been a single episode 
of like a 20 episode long arc. That's all that fight. Mm. And so like each punch means very little. Yeah. But like it's, it's less is more Mm -hmm. like, Oh shit. He's going to use his arm. Oh fuck. Oh God. How badly is this going to go? (laughs) And then it doesn't go badly. And you're like, wait, what's happening? And they explain what's happening. And you're like, Oh God, this is great. It's the reason why we can't have this fight every episode. Yeah. Um, it's fantastic. That show is so goddamn good. Mm-hmm. Um, in spite of its limitations. League of Villains says trans rights. League of Villains does say trans rights. Um, League of Villains... Under terrible circumstances. Under terrible but, circumstances. Yeah. yeah. League of Villains also, uh, getting some time in the spotlight. Like, oh, you guys like these characters? Okay, I guess, um... Yeah, the the Yakuza wants these two characters specifically. Why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. why not any of the other characters with more useful powers in this circumstance? It's because they're popular. Whatever. <laughs> we've got we've got not Deadpool and creepy schoolgirl. Awesome. You guys like them? Have you guys have more. terrible taste. I don't know. I like I like twice. Um, Twice yeah. is a really good, and the episode that he has mm-hmm. at the beginning of season four, I think, is one of the strongest in the series, mm-hmm. where we kind of learn like, oh, these are the like, these are the drawbacks of this society. Like, yeah. people really like when people get fucked, they really get fucked, yeah. and they have very few other options than to turn to crime. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was like a really interesting little thing with that character, where like. You know, who was this just one note, obviously Deadpool ripoff um, with a kind of a unique power, kind of an interesting power is like, oh, no, wait, here's his backstory. Like, feel bad for him, feel bad for this character. And you kind of do feel bad for that character by the end of it. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. he absolutely 100 percent gets fucked over. And it's like it doesn't justify his actions, but it explains them. Yeah. Mm. Um, And what's her name is just like creepy. Toga. Toga. Yeah. Toga's just creepy, but, like, the kind of creepy... Do you want her to step on you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I would like her as far away from pos- from me as possible, please. But I will I will sit over here as far away as possible and be like, that's a cool character. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that is an interesting idea for a character and very terrifying and a great villain. Yeah, I think, I think honestly, like... There was a webcomic called Last Days of Foxhound, mm-hmm. which I've mentioned before. I remember and, that And they take the concept of the character of uh, oh, Decoy, Decoy Octopus. Octopus. Yeah. And it's like, well, how does he how does he transform into these roles? He drinks their blood. And it's like, oh, well, let's just make that into an anime character. Yeah. <laughs> an anime schoolgirl. Well, that's, uh, th- you mean, that is from Last Days of Foxhound. I'm yeah. Pretty sh- but I'm pretty sure that's actual Metal Gear canon. Well, too. in actual Metal Gear canon, what they say is he replaces his blood with the people to take on the roles. I don't think they say he just drinks it. Mm. Uh, but anyway, um, but Toga, uh, the other the other neat thing about Toga is that she's she's basically like the more I think about it, the more I realize that she's if the Joker was more than just like camp gay for Batman, mm-hmm. like <laughs> he'd be Toga. Like like actually, if, if the Joker were actually like cream in his jeans for Batman, he'd be Toga. Tell me I'm wrong. Like, I, I don't think you're wrong. Like, that's that's who that character is. And I feel like that's why she's such a fan favorite. Because it's like, you're taking things that people already like. I don't know. I don't think I don't think the Joker would, would stand to be lower on the on the uh, ranking 
in an organization. I think. I uh, yeah. I mean, well, I'm, I think it depends on what it Joker. Depends you're on what yeah, Joker we're talking about. Clearly, animated series, Batman right. the animated series, Joker. No, he's the mm. top dog. Yeah. But no, 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 because um, that's the same Joker as uh, Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. In which case, he is in the League of Doom with under Lex Luthor, and they butt heads a lot. But yeah. <laughs> In any case, um, yeah, it's a good series. Uh, go check it out. And next time to drag out more, we will finally talk about the spoiler that we've been talking around yeah. for the past uh, half hour and, now. And, and nobody will give a shit. Nobody at that will point. give a shit at that point. But uh, but that's not the only anime we watched. No, you and I watched some anime. Yeah. Uh, so. We watched, uh, what was it? Keep Your Hands Off of Zuken? Yeah, keep your hands off of... I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce it, but I, Aizuken, Izuken, yeah. something like that. Uh, and it's a show that I saw and immediately fell in love with. Yeah. And I tried to describe it to the two of you. Yeah, and I was like, eh, I don't know. So so I described it as, as basically three kids you know, really want to make an anime, and they share that infectious like enthusiasm for it with you the audience which is which is absolutely 100% what the what the show actually is yeah but it's also a terrible way to describe it. <laughs> so, like, so how would you describe I, it? I then? couldn't. But you, the, the, that's the thing. That's what I want to hear. Though that's the thing. Yeah. I don't think there is a better way to describe it. Okay. I think it is just something that has to be seen. Okay. <laughs> because it's like you describe it like that. I'm like, oh, that sounds kind of lame. But then it's like, I don't. It's it's, it's a, a very lo- visual. Film. It's very visual. Yeah. Yeah. And it is absolutely. It is a love letter to anime. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, it's a love letter to Hayao Miyazaki. To the point where I was watching it, and I'm like, the 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 very first thing that we see mm-hmm. is the main character, or one of the main characters, riding in the backseat of a car as like trees pass by, and I'm like, and she's looking bored. And this like, is Spirited Away. Yeah, like it's the opening of Spirited Away, uh, like almost shot for shot. And I'm like, that can't be intentional. That's got to be like that's that's an accident, or maybe it's like a slight little homage, but it's not like a big part of it. And then you keep watching it. And then you keep watching it, and they keep throwing in like. Um, the, oh, this, these characters are being chased up this staircase by a goon. Oh, they pull on the thing and the staircase goes down into a trap door. I'm like, that's Castle of Cagliostro. Like, it's another Miyazaki movie. Like, it's just <laughs> shot for shot. They're just ripping these out. Um, but it's so, it's so its own thing, but it is so clearly just like, we really love Hayao Miyazaki and we love the way that he animates things and we love the way that he designs worlds. So here are three girls living in a world very much like what he would make, who love the kinds of things that he would make. Like, mm-hmm. we're going to specifically re- reference some of the stuff as some of the things that they love. Yeah, in fact, like, the in-universe, in there's, like, a, a, a show that the character watches as a youth, and it's like, this is what gets her into anime, and it's like a shot-for-shot remake of one of the first things that Miyazaki worked on. It wasn't a movie, it was, like, a TV show from the 70s, but it's like... Yeah, it's like this is this is clearly inspired by and an homage to his works, uh, and it's something that I enjoyed watching a second time because yeah. it's it's only subtitled right now, uh, and when you're watching the subtitles, of course, you got to follow along. <laughs> but the second time I watched through it, I was able to look at the background, and all the backgrounds are very well, like like it's all very interesting stuff. It's all you know. I don't know how to describe it. Like, like I tried describing it and failed. So yeah. I, I want, it, I want you, other it, opinions. I, that's the thing. I don't think I can. Yeah. I, and I'm just saying, like, 
if you know Hayao Miyazaki and you love Hayao Miyazaki, mm-hmm. watch this show. Yeah. Like, that's that's really all I can say about it. Because anything else that I try to do in a in an auditory medium is going to fail. Yeah. Because that's not, that's not the way that this can be best conveyed. You just have to sit down and watch it. And just go... Don't even you don't even have to commit to that first episode like the entire first episode. I feel like if you are not grinning ear to ear within the first like 15 minutes, shut it off cuz it's not for you. Mm. Um and that was kind of how I felt about it. It was like cuz like I suggested it. Right. And, like, and I was yeah, like, okay. eh, I don't know cuz like you, again, the way you described it, I'm like it doesn't really sound like it's my kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. But then I turned like when we started watching it, I'm like, "Oh wait. Oh wait. Like I'm getting what this is now. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like it. This is great." <laughs> What, um, you, what even genre would you describe this it's, as? It's like I don't know. It's like it's kind of a fantasy, sort of. Kind of. Like the world seems very fantastical. But it's also like a high school. Drama it's also a high school thing. drama. It's also like like a comedy, sort of. Like there's very comedic elements. Yeah. I love the tall girl. Yeah. Just like he doesn't know anything about anime and is just hanging around to make money. Like. It's like- She's my favorite character. She looks... <laughs> all the characters... I think one of my favorite things about it mm-hmm. is that the two two of the three main characters look weird as fuck. <laughs> and and the, the one that looks like a regular anime girl... Is like a is, supermodel. Is a supermodel. <laughs> Which is such a great, like... It's such a great little detail. Ah. It, in, a, in any other show, like any other show about like three high school girls in anime, they'd all look identical... But then they would say things like, oh, you're so pretty. Like, she's the model. But, like, all three of them look exactly the same. Uh-huh. Whereas, like, no, these are, like, two weird little gremlins. <laughs> and then you one's have an anime squad, One's tall and skinny. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's an Abbott Costello. <laughs> I know. Really. And they're great. Um, and it took me, it, like, I honestly didn't realize that the short one was a girl until, like, ten minutes until the end of the episode. A lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people didn't. And, in fact, in Japanese, like, this is, like, a little behind-the-scenes thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but she uses more, like, boyish language. Well, her voice sounds very masculine. Yeah, and so it's something that, um, yeah, it, it, it kind of plays with that expectation that, that audiences would have in Japan, and I right. guess it translates over here, too. Yeah. I mean, like, when I saw, like, so I saw that she was wearing a skirt, I'm like, wait. <laughs> I think it was mostly, for me, it was the haircut mm. and the hat. Yeah. Like, she kind of looks like, she looks like 2D. From the from the uh, from the gorillas a little bit. <laughs> a little bit, um, and so I'm just kind of like, oh wait, that's a girl, okay, <laughs> like or as like almost like 2D, almost like Murdoch, but she looks like a gorilla's character, mm-hmm. not Noodles. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't look like the one female member of the gorillas. <laughs> um, so it's just like I don't know, it's it's weird. Um, it's a very weird show and very beautiful and mm-hmm. funny and just ah. Uh, Go go check it out. It, that is 100 percent recommend. I didn't think I would like it, but I'm glad. I, I absolutely I am, love it. I am super glad you did because I I have been trying to get all of my friends to watch this, and I am glad that at least one of them really enjoys it. Yeah. Um, what, the thing that kind of stood out to me was that enthusiasm, where it, it reminded me very much of like back when I was in high school, and I would it, it wouldn't be like creating worlds to be like the setting for a show, but it'd be creating like D and D worlds, right, or fantasy settings. And in fact, we've been playing a D and D game. Yes. In a setting that I created basically in high school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and, and, like, if I had had friends like that during that time that shared that enthusiasm, who knows what I might have actually been able to do then mm-hmm. uh, versus what I ended up actually doing. Uh, uh, 
and and other people, you know, if you if you have that kind of core like enthusiastic idea that you want to share with people, it also taps into that for you. I think. Mm. Um, I think my favorite bit of the the episodes that I've watched so far is like when they go into like the worlds that they're making. Yeah. Like, did you they, watch any more than the? No, first one? I haven't oh, okay. yet. Um, but like the animation style changes yeah. to be like illustrative of like what they're actually drawing. Um, and the sound effects change and like, I love the sound effects are all like acapella. Yeah. And so like a character walking is just the, 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 it's so cute and just like, so it's charming. I think is the best way to describe it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, do you it, do you think Elise would like it? I, I think Elise would love it. In fact, when when she came home last night after we watched it, I'm like, you need to watch the show. <laughs> like, we need to watch this one together. Yeah. Um, and I still need to get caught up on Legend of Galactic Heroes, but man, we'll we'll get to that when we get to that. Yeah, I I, I finished watching all of that, but uh, but it it's fine. It, it'll wait. It'll keep. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh. I also watched Midsummer finally. Oh, I wanted to watch that. You oh, should have told I'll, me. I'm sorry because I was just like I was I was home from work the other day. I had a day off. I didn't have anything to do, or I did have some stuff to do, but I got it done. And I'm like, I'm gonna watch a movie. I had the day off yesterday. Ah. It wasn't yesterday. Oh, okay. it was, whatever. It was, um, it was Monday. But whatevs. Uh, yeah. So what? So what was it? How was it? It was real good. Yeah. Um, I I think I like it a little than hereditary which is the same director they're both Ari Aster mm-hmm. um it, it has that same I love it and I think it's a brilliant movie but I cannot in good conscience recommend it to somebody else <laughs> because it is not a, again you get to the end and you're just like I feel bad about everything <laughs> like, nothing feels okay well I don't know this one was a little bit it was a little bit more of an ambiguous ending in terms of how to feel mm-hmm. um there was a meme that I saw floating around when that movie was in uh, was in theaters, which was uh, watching uh, watching the end of Midsummer, and it's Lucille Bluth saying, "Good for her." <laughs> and when I got to that part of the movie, I kind of had that moment of, "Yeah, good for her," but also. I'm horrified. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't really know how to feel about it. Um, But I I messaged a friend of mine because I was was, uh, testing a friend at the time. And she was saying, oh, that's like one of my favorite movies. I want to know what you think about it when when you get to the end. And I like had this whole diatribe of like what I was thinking about it in terms of like, well, it's clearly a movie about like, uh, uh, like on the one hand, it's about toxic relationships, but on the other hand, it's also about uh, disposing of uh, old and outdated forms of patriarchal hierarchy. <laughs> and she was like, "Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get that, but explain." And so I like I went through my whole thing about it, and like at the end, I'm like, "Plus, her boyfriend's name is Christian. <laughs> How much more obvious can you get?" <laughs> Um, well, I, I want to watch it. It's, it's good. I would watch it again. Okay. Um, I think, I don't know. Like I said, I, I think Hereditary is a, just a little bit better, but both of them are just absolutely beautiful. Absolutely just like, uh, like get, there are no jump scares, but it's like, just get under your skin and be like, mm, I don't, don't like it. <laughs> don't like what's happening here. No, thank you. Um, but in like a good way. <laughs> in a way that's like I don't like this but it looks beautiful and the soundtrack is incredible so <laughs> nice um 
And I watched that, and I also finally got around to watching the first John Wick movie. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. You did say that. Yeah. Um, hot take. John Wick's a good movie. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's real good. Uh, he kills a lot of people, and it looks really pretty the whole time. It is... Have you played um, Hotline Miami? I have not, no. Okay. It is Hotline Miami if it were if it were a movie. Okay. Um, because, but, but with less of a critical view than Hotline Miami. Because that game is basically just like, oh, you're a bad person for killing all these people. Mm-hmm. Like, you go into a room and there's like 10 Russian dudes with weapons and you just go in and you murder them all. And then you go and you pick up your pizza and you go to bed. Okay. And then, like, you get a phone call and it's like, oh, you're a monster. Like, you're a bad person for doing that. V- video games force you to kill people then say, isn't it bad that you have to it, kill it, people? It is. <laughs> Hotline Miami is a little bit better about it uh-huh. than that. Like, it's a, little, it's a little bit more of an interesting, like, view of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but John Wick, it's like, man, it's, it's, it's all the same stuff. Like, it has the same soundtrack. It has the same look. Mm-hmm. It's the same idea of go into this place and kill all the Russians that you see. Um... But then it's like, isn't that awesome? <laughs> isn't it great? <laughs> um, wow, cool action movie. Cool action movie. Uh, Keanu Reeves is great in it. It's it's it's. F- I think what makes it so fun is that it is so unreal. Mm-hmm. Um, it it does it is the hero's journey, but like in a weird way, where you get like you know the standard. Okay, here's the. You know, the status quo, status quo was disrupted. You go to the underworld for the adventure. Mm-hmm. Only in this case, the underworld is you go from New Jersey to Manhattan. <laughs> like, and it, it's it's really weird. Like, it's really great. Like, I don't have to watch it again. But it's like, when, the, when he's in his house in New Jersey, the film is shot one way. And then he crosses over the bridge into New York City and it suddenly becomes very different. Mm-hmm. Like, the just the way that the movie is shot. Yeah. And the way that music works. Mm-hmm. And, like, all this stuff. And it's like, no, you're in a different world now. We're no longer in the real world. Mm-hmm. And reality was already kind of suspended to begin with. This is a, a slight spoiler for what is now a five-year-old movie mm-hmm. that I am probably the last person on the planet to watch. I haven't seen it. Um, but there was a, there's a part in it where... Uh, he first gets attacked. Yeah. Like, they, they first realize, okay, so, beginning of the movie, the, the call to adventure is, um, his his wife dies of a disease, and then, like, on her deathbed, she's like, you, John, you need to have something to love, so I bought you this puppy. And it, like, is delivered to his doorstep. And he has a day with the puppy, and then he crosses these Russian mobsters um, who get all pissed off at him. And they come into his house to steal his car, and in the process, they end up killing the dog. Aww. Yeah, it's it's very sad, and it is very like, it's but it's like it's very again, it's very earned, um, and it actually it pays off in a thing at the very end of the movie in a way that I won't spoil. Um, Does he steal their dog? No, oh, okay. it's it's actually like it's you're close, but it's better than that. Okay. Um, but so he uh, goes on this this murder spree through the Russian mafia to like get to because it's the the guy who did it was like the son of like the mob boss. Mm-hmm. But the mob boss knows who this guy is because he's like, do you have any idea who you fucked with tonight? Mm-hmm. That's John Wick. He's the Baba Yaga. And the kid's like, what, the boogeyman? He's like, no, 
he's the guy we kill we call when you want the boogeyman dead <laughs> and like we gave him this he found a woman he was gonna marry her he wanted out of the life so we gave him this impossible task no one could do he did it and we honored that agreement and now you just called him back on us <laughs> it's like there is nothing you can do like there's nothing that I can do for you because there's nothing that can be done. Mm -hmm. He is going to find you and he is going to kill you. Mm -hmm. um, and that's just the rest of the movie. But there's a part where like the, the mob boss is like, all right, $2 million contract, kill John Wick. Like anybody in the area who wants to go do it can go do it. Um, and so the guy, these guys come in to try to kill him. Uh, and he, they're in his house and he, he takes them all out. And then there's a knock at the door. Mm -hmm. and John Wick starts walking towards the door and you see on the outside of the, like the, there's like frosted glass and you see red and blue flashing lights and you're like, Oh fuck, this is going to get really bad because the cops are here. He's going to be found out like they're dead bodies all over this house. Mm -hmm. What's going to happen. And he like hides the gun behind his back. He goes and opens the door and there's a cop standing there. He's like, Hey John. Hey Phil, how's it going? Oh yeah. Just got, uh, what's the problem? Noise complaint. Yeah. And the cop like, leans over and looks into the foyer and there's a dead body with a knife in its back lying there and he turns back and looks at him and goes you working again john <laughs> it's like looks that way all right oh no <laughs> it's like it is so perfectly timed because you had this really intense action scene and you think this is going to get bad and then it's just this moment there are these nice moments of comedy that are kind of sprinkled in throughout the movie mm -hmm. that are all kind of like that. Okay. It's like, it's just, oh, okay. <laughs> like, this is all just normal for everybody. Cool. <laughs> like, so we can have like 10 million people die and like, it's not a big deal because we're in a cartoon. Awesome. Um, still haven't seen the second one. Still haven't seen the third one, but I own the second one and I've heard the third one, some people say, is probably the best of the trilogy, so I'm almost certainly going to check that one out when I have the chance. All right. Well, I think that... Uh, Elise is turning into a pumpkin. Elise is turning into a pumpkin. I haven't done a whole lot else. Uh, I've played a few video games. I've been playing a lot of Kerbal Space Program. Um, I love Kerbal Space Program so much. I haven't played great. it in years, but it's, it's great. It's great. Um, but I'll, I'll hold off on my thoughts until I get a little further into it. Okay. Uh, but in any case, um, thank you all. I think, I think we're all, we're all kind of tapped out for yeah, this one. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. All right. Cat, stop eating that plastic. Um, <laughs> anyway, my name is Alex. I'm Nick. I'm Elise. And we've been Some Nerds Have a Podcast. Thank you all for listening. 